If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew 16, 24 Dear Heavenly Father, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, remind us of the profound journey he embarked upon for our sake. A journey that called for sacrifice, selflessness, and enduring love. This Christmas, as we exchange gifts and share in festivities, may we also remember the greatest gift of all, Christ, who came not just to be born in a manger, but to lay down his life for us. Empower us with the same mind and will of Christ, who set aside his comforts to carry his cross. Show us every day how to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, serving and loving those around us. Thank you for the priceless gift of your Son and the invitation to follow him. Fill our hearts with gratitude, love, and true joy this Christmas. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Stay tuned now for another episode of Stories of the Messiah with Rabbi Schneider. The winds of change swept across Israel with increasing fervor. It was as if the very breath of God stirred the dust between the Roman-ruled province, whispering of a tumult yet to unfold. Rebellion and discord, long smoldering in the hearts of the oppressed Hebrews, started to spark. A group of rebels known as the Dagger Men grew by the day. Some knew them by a different name, the Zealots. They were men of tact, skill, and secrecy. Fueled by Roman hatred and a desire to usher in Israeli independence, they assassinated some of Caesar's highest-ranking officials. They were growing in number and needed to be stopped. Caesar Augustus, ruling from the heart of the Roman Empire, was not ignorant of these dagger men. His eyes, though distant, were sharp, and his paranoia simmered alongside the rebellion. He had not risen to power by being ignorant. In a move uncharacteristic of Roman custom, he issued a decree, one that both revealed his desperation for control and reflected his fear of the burgeoning unrest. Each individual under Roman rule, from the richest aristocrat to the poorest shepherd, was to be counted in a census. But it was not to be an ordinary census. No, this one bore the insidious mark of Caesar's paranoia. The people were required to return to their ancestral homes, the towns of their forefathers, to be registered and accounted for. To execute this decree, Caesar dispatched Quirinius, the stern and unwavering governor of Syria. We cannot stop these zealots unless we disorganize them, Caesar told Quirinius. Therefore, we will force every man to travel, uproot them and their families. This will make them vulnerable. Quirinius agreed and immediately began preparations to force the census upon the people of Israel. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to another Christmas episode of Stories of the Messiah. I'm Rabbi Schneider from Discovering the Jewish Jesus here to guide you through this tale of adventure, faith, and fate. This episode begins Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem, a harrowing journey that will test their faith and stamina. It was prophesied that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, the birthplace of David. For Jesus to be born in Bethlehem, God had to use the geopolitical struggles of the time. The political landscape of Israel during this time was wrought with civil unrest, corruption, and conspiracy. The harsh hand of Caesar on the people of Israel caused many radical Jewish factions to arise. One of the more infamous groups was the Dagger Men, also known as the Zealots. Simon, one of Jesus' 12 disciples, was one of those men. This story speculates that they might be the reason for the census. Although it is speculation, historical clues suggest it's a possibility. Historians have wrestled with the historical accuracy of Luke's account of the census. So scholars are forced to speculate reasons why the census occurred. Our story today is speculation for the sake of storytelling, but it isn't outside the realm of possibility. Rome's relationship with the Jewish nation was complex and dysfunctional. They saw Rome as another oppressive ruler like Babylon. As a result, the Jews were riled up with a renewed prophetic passion for the Messiah to come and deliver them. This was the stage that was set for the coming of Jesus. Even amid all the madness of culture, God was on the move. We believe in a God who can tame chaos and bring beauty from ashes. As the nativity story intensifies, look for God's hidden hand of providence. Genesis 50:20 reminds us that what men intend for evil God can use for good. This census strained the Jewish people, but God would use it to bring about their redemption. Let's hop back into the story now. Joseph is about to receive the news that he must uproot Mary in her pregnancy's late stages. What will he do? How will he respond when the pressure mounts? Let's find out now in the dramatic retelling of Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 5. Afterward, we'll unpack the story to find Christmas themes. Quirinius was not a beloved man. He carried very little about being loved or admired. He wanted their fear. If he could not gain their fear, their respect would be a consolation. Quirinius journeyed to every major city in Israel with a battalion of soldiers. 
They flooded town squares, marketplaces, and city gates with Caesar's demands. Hear ye! By order of Caesar Augustus, all men in their families are to be registered for a census in the city of their family lineage. Failure to register will result in punishment. This is the will of Rome. His voice, steely and unemotional, echoed through the streets and alleys, leaving a chill in the hearts of those who heard it. His soldiers nailed the decree onto the doorpost of every home. Quirinius's voice shouted through the city streets of Nazareth, where Joseph was buying supplies for his workshop. The proclamation threw him into a storm of uncertainty and worry. The house of David, Joseph's lineage, was traced back to Bethlehem. Joseph approached one of the Roman soldiers. Sir, my wife is nearly nine months pregnant. She can't make the journey to Bethlehem in her condition. She Silence! The soldier shouted, shoving Joseph to the ground. This command is from Caesar himself. If you fail to obey, you will face the rod of Quirinius. Joseph looked up at the soldier and then at Quirinius on his dark horse. Joseph clenched his fist and looked away. He knew better than to pick a fight, especially when Mary was depending on him. The soldier spat at Joseph's feet and walked away. Joseph picked up his tools and went back home. He walked the dusty path to their humble home, wondering how he would afford the journey to Bethlehem. He entered through the door slowly. Mary was inside, weaving together blankets for Jesus and humming lullabies. Her gentle and quiet grace enraptured Joseph. His heart ached that he had to uproot her from the comfort of their home. Mary, he said gently. He knelt down beside her and held her hand. A decree has come from Quirinius. We have to depart from here to Bethlehem for a census. I don't know why this has come now, but I swear I will protect you and the child. We will find a way to get there safely. Mary's eyes were fogged with fear and anxiety. How, Joseph? At best, it's a two-week journey, and all the carts for merchants will be used up. Mary was rightfully concerned. The journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem was not a straightforward journey. There were vast valleys and hills to pass. Additionally, the frenzy of the census would mean bandits stalking lone travelers. Joseph felt helpless. They didn't have enough money to pay for a wagon to taxi them, nor did they have a donkey for Mary to ride on. Such things were out of reach for a humble craftsman like Joseph. He didn't know how to proceed. Mary held Joseph's face and pressed her forehead against his. They closed their eyes and shared a somber moment of love and prayer. Joseph stood up and wiped a tear from his eye. I'll be back. I have to do something. Joseph grabbed his tools and left. He rounded the alley beside his home down to the market. There was no way Mary could endure the road to Bethlehem in her condition. If Joseph was going to keep her safe, he needed to provide her with a donkey to ride on. The marketplace was chaotic with people desperately haggling for supplies. Many people had journeys to plan for. Joseph knocked on the door of the blacksmith. He was a large and surly man, uninterested in people and more interested in things. Hello, Joseph, my boy, he said with a raspy voice. If you are here to ask for another discount on materials, I'm afraid you're out of luck. Joseph placed his large leather bag of tools on the table. I am here to sell you my tools. The blacksmith's eyes widen. A craftsman like Joseph was only as valuable as the tools he used. What is the meaning of this? He asked. 
Joseph ignored the question, holding back any cues that he was greatly distressed at the thought of selling his livelihood. How much will you give me? The blacksmith examined the tools, laying each out on the table next to each other. He crossed his arms and stroked his beard. Hmm, I could use many of these and sell the rest. I will give you 200 denarii for it all. 400 if you do some work for me after the census. You have a deal, Joseph said. The two shook on it, and Joseph was given the money he and Mary would need for the journey. He took the denarii and headed straight for the city stables. There, he brought a donkey, saddle, and packs filled with enough food for a two-week journey. He also purchased a dagger to strap to his side. Joseph sacrificed his livelihood to keep his wife safe. Much would be required of him for the journey ahead, but he knew that God would protect them. Imagine setting forth on an 80 to 90 mile journey on rugged terrains with Mary in the advanced stages of her pregnancy. The trek from Nazareth and Galilee to Bethlehem and Judea was neither short nor easy. It would have demanded resilience, stamina, and a deep commitment. The concerns of an expectant mother, the potential dangers of the journey, and the uncertainties awaiting them in Bethlehem would have weighed heavily on their minds. Joseph's role as Mary's protector, guide, and support can't be understated. The sacrifice he made to ensure Mary's safety was monumental. But he did so with the knowledge that there was more to be gained in a sacrifice than lost. That's an encouragement for all of us. What we give up in pursuit of Christ pales in comparison to what we gain. In the next few episodes, we'll get to see Joseph and Mary's unwavering commitment to God. Their dedication to each other and the Lord is a testament to their faith and obedience to God's call. The reason for their journey, a decree from Caesar Augustus for a census, speaks to the geopolitical realities of the time. On the surface, this seems like a mere administrative move by a vast empire. But in the grand tapestry of God's design, it was a pivotal move to ensure the fulfillment of prophecy. The Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Micah 5.2. This use of a geopolitical event is a poignant reminder that God's redemptive plan is not isolated from the realities of our world. He uses emperors, decrees, and worldly events to achieve his purposes. This gives hope, reminding us that no matter how challenging or chaotic our world system may seem, God is always at work bringing his plans to fruition. As we reflect on Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem, let's consider the sacrifices we're all called to make. Jesus says in Matthew 16, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. The path for Mary and Joseph is only going to get more difficult. But just because things are hard doesn't mean they aren't good. The cross of Jesus showed us that some of the greatest triumphs emerge from the ashes of our greatest trials. When you face difficulty, think less about how to minimize your suffering and think more about maximizing the meaning you can glean in the midst of it. This Christmas, let the story of Luke 2, 1 through 5 inspire us to have faith in the journey, however difficult. Let us be reminded that God often uses the intricate complexities of our world to unfold his divine narrative. In the midst of our challenges, May we find comfort in knowing that God is orchestrating a redemptive story, not just on a global scale, but in our personal lives as well. 
Our next few episodes will highlight the intense difficulty Mary and Joseph faced on the journey to Bethlehem. But even robbers, Romans, and raging waters can't thwart the plans of God. Explore more about Jesus in the Old Testament at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Also consider checking out my recent book, Messianic Prophecy Revealed, Seeing Messiah in the Pages of the Hebrew Bible. You can get your hands on it via my website. If this podcast impacted you, please take a moment to leave a comment and review. Doing so will make sure others discover these life-changing stories. And be sure to download the Pray.com app to make prayer a priority and experience the Bible in new ways. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.